On this Christmas morn, we gather to give thanks for God's gracious gift. God in flesh comes as the image of invisible Father. It hardly seems possible that Christmas is here. We have waited, planned, hoped, prepared, and now anticipation has become reality. This is a day for celebration. Almighty God in human flesh, a miracle beyond explanation. It is, however, not the end but the beginning. The word is different because of today. We are different because of today. Hallelujah. On this Christmas morning, we light this candle, declaring with God's people through ages that Christ has come. The promises have been fulfilled. God who sent his son is with us. On this Christmas day, let this light shine brightly so that through your Son and us, we will shine brightly as beacons of hope, joy, peace, and love. In the Savior's name we pray, amen.
Amen. What a great way to begin Christmas today. Uh, Merry Christmas to you. It seems like we were just here, doesn't it? Uh, great to see you this morning as uh, we gather for this uh, worship service on this wonderful Christmas morning. We're so glad that you're a part of this celebration. Let me invite you to uh, share a word of greeting, a word of Merry Christmas to others who are here in worship today. We'd like to invite all the children to come up to the platform. We have a Christmas story to read. And I'm, I love this Christmas story. I'm very excited to share it with you. Um, at the end of the story, it just is a beautiful picture of what the church is, how we come together and worship Christ. So I hope you enjoy the story.
falling apart. <laughs> oh good. We're glad you're here. <laughs> okay, are we ready? We're mostly here. Okay, this is come and see. I'll show you. I'll show you. In the hills was sudden music. Come see. Come and see. The sheep and shepherds heard. In winter night, a morning light. Come down the rocky road and see a new, in the cold, a new bloomed rose. Who's the new bloom rose? Hmm? Okay, we'll find out who that new bloom rose is. In our sleeping town, the shepherds knock. Come see, come out and see. Doors open slow, then wide. Mother, father, come and see. See what? Come see the world made new. The same old world, but new. We run to the innkeeper's stable. Come see. Come here and see. The shepherds lead the way. It roofs a tender baby, a tender family, a new baby in the hay. The mother's resting on the straw against the donkey's side. Come see, come in and see. The oxen stamp their hooves and breathe to keep the baby warm. We children lift our lamps to see the town folk crowd behind. See there in the manger? Look how the cattle guard him. We watch the newborn baby swaddled in the hay. The shepherds lay down skins of milk. The innkeeper brings out bread and wine. It's time for joy and feasting. But shh, he's fast asleep now. Come out and let them sleep now. In the chill air, we eat and drink our fill. Glad at this morning chance. Then, slowly in the starlight, come dance. Come now and dance. Shepherds, strangers, travelers, town folks, quietly in the starlight, come dance. Take hands. We all begin to dance. They all worshiping Jesus. They're so excited. They just have to dance. Around the sleeping baby, we all together dance. Hey, thank you for coming and listening to my story. Have a very Merry Christmas. Thank you.
Please stand and join us as we continue in worship by singing our praises to God together.
was that mother mild, Jesus Christ, her little child, Emmanuel, the promise kept, is the longing of my heart for God flesh, through this child all an opportunity now to give back to God from all that he has given to each of us. Please join me as we sing the doxology as the ushers come forward to assist us as we give our tithes and offerings. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. may be seated.
As we uh, turn to a time of praying together, if you'd like to come and use the altar rail, it's been a practice for a number of years to open the altar. If you'd like to come and offer your prayers here, please come and join me as we pray together. Father, how can we ever begin to put into words the gratitude, the joy in our hearts because Jesus is born? How can we ever praise you and thank you enough that Jesus has come and set in motion redemption of the world, the restoration of all? We come today in gratitude and thanksgiving praise and worship. Father, we know that because Jesus comes, you care about everything that happens to us and in us, and that in Christ you know our pain and you bring healing to it. So we pray that your healing power will be released in the lives of those for whom we now pray, for families and friends who especially at this time of year, feel the pain and sorrow of death and of loss most keenly. We pray for all who are in need of healing today, who are struggling with physical issues. We pray for Bill Allen, Daryl Stevenson, Carol Stonemetz, Ben King, for Mildred Berry, Doris Esepian, Isla Shea, Sheldon Emerson, for Laurel Buker and Bill Getty, for Warren and Ella Woolsey, Phil Muker, for Mike Raybuck, Bev Rett, for Micah Christensen, Linda Roth, for Dick Gould and Emily Cricklar and others who are on our minds and our hearts today. We pray your healing grace upon each of them. Father, we pray for all who are struggling with sin and guilt and with failure and remorse, with discouragement and even depression. May all know the hope that is ours in Christ. Father, we today pray not only for ourselves, but for the world around us. We thank you for all the churches in this area, in our county and beyond. And pray that as we gather for worship today and as we continue to serve you in various places, we would know your grace and mercy upon each congregation. We pray that you would bring unity to our nation in the midst of division and struggle. And we pray that you would bring peace in the midst of violence. We pray for people around the world who are recovering from recent disasters and terrorist attacks. We pray that you would bring peace. We pray, Father, for refugees throughout the world. So many people who have been uprooted from their homes and even where they are living now are dangerous, violent, difficult. We pray for your grace and 
for restoration for them. Father, we pray for uh, our brothers and sisters around the world who are facing great difficulties simply because they follow you. Lord, on this day when the church is worshiping you, many come together at great risk and threat. We pray, Father, that you will give them courage. And we pray, Father, that you will help uh, your church around the world to continue to be a light for you in the midst of great darkness. And Father, we pray for the work of your kingdom around the world and people who have gone from their homes to other places to serve you and to share Christ. On this day, may they know your peace and your strength. We pray for the smallies as they prepare to go again to the island of Eleuthera. We pray that you will bless them and all who are going with them and pray that you will give them a fruitful ministry. We pray, Father, that, that uh, they will know that uh, their, their service is making a difference. May their time there, though it be brief, continue to build bridges and be light for people who need you, for the church that needs to be encouraged. Father, we thank you that he who is the king of glory enters into a humble home and takes our common life upon him that he might make us your sons and daughters. In our celebration, may Christ be born again in our hearts. We pray all of this in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, one who teaches us the model for prayer, which we now pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. with us.
Thank you, Evie. Our scripture reading for this morning is from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. Following the tradition of the church, please stand if you are able for the reading of the gospel and remain standing for the song following. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. This is the word of the Lord.
Have you ever wondered why the shepherds are so excited about seeing Jesus? You know, Mary, she, uh, she ponders. She, and you can understand why when this whole thing, the dust settles, she just wants to sort of reflect on the last nine, ten months and figure out what in the world has just happened and how she's gotten from that to this. You can understand why Mary just wants to sit and think. But the shepherds want to do exactly the opposite. And and that's a question that's been rolling through my mind over the last few weeks is why? I think we typically assume the shepherds are excited and celebrate because they saw angels singing and they heard an angel speak to them. And that would certainly 
you know, change your perspective about some things. But what is it about going to see Jesus? After they get done seeing Jesus, they, they tell people, they glorify, they praise God. But Jesus hasn't done anything yet. He hasn't spoken a word. He hasn't done a miracle. He hasn't told them anything about the kingdom. He hasn't explained anything about who God is. He hasn't done one single thing. He's just a little infant, newborn. So why do they get so excited? I think the reason they get so excited rests in an understanding of how they are viewed in their culture. Shepherds are the... The, the lowest, one of the lowest levels of, of the, the social strata of first century Israel. They, they aren't, uh, you know, they aren't uh, the kind of people that everyone wants to be around. They, um, they hang out primarily with animals. They aren't really welcome in the temple because they aren't able to, to go through all the purification rituals. They don't know the law, they don't, you know, they don't come to the temple, and even if they wanted to, they probably couldn't, they weren't be allowed to, because they haven't gone through all the things they're supposed to do. They don't follow all the rules that they're supposed to follow, and so they are really religious outcasts, and social outcasts in many ways. And so it must surprise no one more than them, that the angels appear to them and tell them about Jesus being born. But as awesome as that is, it's not so much the fact that Jesus is born as it is how Jesus is born. Because the angel says to them, you guys ought to go and see this. And they're thinking to themselves, right. You think they're going to let us in to see the Messiah? You think they're going to let us into that place? There's no way they're going to let us into that place. And you can almost sense the angel anticipating their question because the angel says, here's a sign to you that you'll be welcome. God loves signs. You ever notice that, how often God gives people signs? He says, this is what I'm going to do. And just so you know I'm going to do it, here's a sign. And he gives them another sign, and the sign is kind of an odd sign. He says, you're going to find a baby wrapped in cloths, or in the King James, wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Now, the manger part of that we get because we have these theories about the stable and things, and I'm not so sure that's exactly true. Kenneth Bailey has a really profound and interesting theory about how probably wouldn't be any, it probably wouldn't reject the family like that in the culture that has so much, cared so much about hospitality. But they were in a place that was just a common peasant home. They were in, a, even if it is a stable, they're in a place that's just a common peasant place. And the, the cloth that they wrap the baby in is, is the kind of cloth that peasants wrap their children in. They don't have elaborate blankets and they're going to find this baby not in a mansion, not in a wealthy merchant's guest room, but in the home, in the place of common peasant people, just like them. And so they look at each other and say, all right, well, let's go check it out. And they go. And once they see Jesus, they are allowed in and they see him, 
They want to tell everyone. It is surprising the shepherds are not only the first ones to hear about Jesus' birth, but the first ones to tell people about Jesus' birth, birth, to be the spokespeople for Jesus. When we think about finding people who will promote our products or promote things that we're trying to, a momentous event that we want people engaged in, we typically go for people who have clout and influence. We don't typically look for somebody who is at the lowest rung of uh, the social ladder. I mean, we look for people like athletes and movie stars and performers because people who others look at and say, I want to be like them. But God always seems to be so counterintuitive about the way he does things. And he chooses shepherds, lowly shepherds, common shepherds to be his spokesperson. And they go and they tell everyone, but I suspect the people, they don't run to the palace to tell Herod. They don't run to the temple to tell the high priest. Where do they go? Who do they tell? They tell their friends. They tell the people who are just like them because they're the ones that want to know what just happened. And I have in my mind this conversation. They go to them and they they say, you can't even believe what just happened to us. I mean, tell about the angels, all that, but we went. And we weren't really expecting to get in because we're not really sure this was going to happen. But we knock on the door and they say, sure, come on in. And we walk into the house. They let us see the baby. In fact, they let all of us hold the baby. And one of the other guys are telling us, says, really, all of you? Even Stinky? Yeah, Stinky got to hold the baby too. He's like going, yeah, that was great, you know. <laughs> Seriously? Everybody got to hold the baby. Everybody got to see Jesus. Nobody's excluded. No wonder they're astonished. No wonder they're surprised and shocked and can't really quite fathom. It's not that they don't believe the shepherds. It's just one of those things that you you hear it and you hope it's true, but you're not really sure. It's just so amazing. I was thinking about that recently, and I went, the thought, the event that came to my mind was my eighth birthday. One of the gifts I got on my eighth birthday was an envelope. And as an eight-year-old, you're thinking, well, this must not be much of a gift, right? I mean, you're looking for the big stuff. And I opened up the envelope, and inside was a birthday card that looked like a baseball. And I opened up the base, this card, and there was a, one of my baseball cards of Pete Rose, who was my, the Reds were my favorite team. We lived in Cincinnati at that time. Pete Rose is my favorite player. And one of my Pete Rose baseball cards was taped to the inside of the card. And my dad had written a note in there that said, for your birthday, I'm going to take you to a Reds game. Like, wow, this is so awesome. And it's one of those things that as a child you think, it's what I wanted to do. I can't believe that we're actually going to do this. And it's not that I didn't believe we weren't going to do it. It's just that it was so amazing and so exciting, it was hard to grasp. And I suspect you've had those moments. Somebody tells you something, and it's not that you don't believe them. It's just so contrary to what you thought was going to happen. It is so glorious. It is so exciting. It's so surprising that it's hard to grasp it. It's hard to fathom it. And that's what all these people are thinking when the shepherds tell them that they actually have seen and held the Messiah. And they're all thinking to themselves, 
this is a different kind of God than we've always imagined. This is a different kind of religious experience than what we've been told. This is different. When we read this story, the fact that the shepherds are so integral to the story reminds us that this day, the coming of Christ, is about God's welcome to everyone. And it's one of those things that we know up here, but it's hard to really feel in here. Because we're all the time telling ourselves, yeah, but... This welcome, this day, is God's invitation for us to come to Him. To know His welcome to us. And it doesn't matter the failures of our lives. It doesn't matter the sins we've committed. It doesn't matter the struggles we're going through right now. It doesn't matter our doubts. It doesn't matter what we think about Jesus, quite frankly. He welcomes us. He wants us. He invites us to come and see and experience. Because all of us in one way or another are like shepherds. All of us in one way or another feel something within us that we don't feel like we quite measure up. And the message of this day, the message of the gospel is that whether we feel like we measure up or not, God wants us. He welcomes us. All of us. And so as you think about this day, as you go forth in this day, whatever you're going to do the rest of the day, and quite frankly, whatever you're going to do the rest of your life, we live in that welcome. We remember shepherds who are welcomed the manger. And it opens the door to all of us to be welcomed at the manger. It makes me wonder if that isn't something of what Jesus is talking about when he says, unless you, unless you come to him like little children. This is a day when You know, children are all about what we're going to get. Quite frankly, probably all of us is a little bit about what we're going to get, right? There's something about Christmas that's just about being willing to receive. Being willing to accept and acknowledge and just let God love us. It's not about who we love nearly as much as it's about the God who loves us and wants us and welcomes us in order to make us new and to change our lives. So whatever you feel today might be, might be a barrier between you and God. Just know that if shepherds are welcome, you're welcome.
I'm welcome. No wonder we celebrate the coming of Jesus. Father, thank you so much that shepherds are welcome at the manger. We pray that you will help us to understand that truth in our own lives. That we might sense your open arms, your welcome, your embrace to come and to see and to experience Christ. In his name we pray. Amen. We're going to close this morning by singing together Charles Wesley's great hymn, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. As we sing together, you'll, you'll see his great theology coming out in the words of this song as, as we celebrate the coming of Christ. Please stand as we sing together.
Amen. You go from this place celebrating Christ who has come. And may your light shine in the darkness of our world of great need. God loves you. He is with you. Merry Christmas. Right. Mm-hmm.